Well, it is that time again, my friends, for us to spend some time together. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit more, um, more so serious than other episodes that we usually have. Um, not that those other episodes are not serious, um, because we usually do talk about some pretty serious matters that are going on, but I feel like this one has a much more serious tone to it, um, than some of the others because I know sometimes like we tend to joke around about different situations like with Cody Latimer um, last episode and a couple other things but I think that this episode in particular is going to be very serious of course I'm talking about the situation with George Floyd um I chose to not do a regular episode um Number one, out of respect for the situation. Um, number two, it's not like we don't have other things and focus outside of that towards like in the sports world. There are a lot of things going on um, with potential fires with the XFL. Uh, there are some new NFL rules, particularly a little bit more controversial is the new onside kick rule. And of course, uh, our latest update on these secret governors meetings going on between NBA owners, their management, and of course, the commissioner. But in all honesty, this podcast was really started on this basic premise that connected sports to politics. And this idea is not something out of the blue. This is not new. This just didn't start with Colin Kaepernick and his choice to kneel during the national anthem. But it's really the true legacy of sports in this part of the world and every other part of the world that sports have always been connected to politics. I can point as early as the first Olympics in Greece where the Rome was considered sacred and political factions and disagreements were put aside for those moments and everyone decided to just enjoy the games. We can also point to amazing figures like Jesse Owings and others who chose to participate in the Olympics even when their country hated their skin color and chose to win gold. Or we can point back towards the riots of the FIFA World Cup in 1970, bringing together South African people during the apartheid with soccer had actually helped to lessen a lot of the social stigma behind the apartheid. We can also look towards 86, the hand of God and the goal of the century settled for many people a long-time-held hatred for the British because of the Falkland Wars. I could honestly go on and on about many different instances when sports and politics were intertwined and purposely so. It could probably take up the entire episode. I don't want us to forget the also the emerging game of basketball is becoming much more of an international sport. If you look at even the EuroLeague, it went from being a bad joke to a very formidable opponent against the U.S. And China is one of the largest basketball markets in the entire world. As long as there has been a game to play, we have always intertwined sports with politics. In this episode, we'll join that rich history of sports diplomacy, but it will also shed light on the dark history of police brutality. The lives of those who have been taken by the police should not and does not equate to the concept, the myth of black on black crime. 
In the end, every race faces internal issues, including crimes against the brother or the sister of that race. But that does not mean that any officer of any color, because some people, they are truly just your skin color and color only. Berating, misusing, or abusing their constitutional granted powers to cancel your constitutional rights as a person who is a citizen of this country or a citizen of the human race. It is diabolical, disgusting, repute, and repugnant of any person who believes that this is acceptable or conflates their personal or racial preferences with the court of law. I can definitely say that it is solely my belief in God and the fact that he that is the judge of all the earth shall do what's right. That stops me from condoning the current riotous behavior of the citizens of Minneapolis and across the country. Yes, I, I feel your pain because it is written as deep in my DNA as it is in yours. It is the experience that one wishes they could go without experiencing in the moment that just should not be. Police brutality is a plague not only to the black community, but other minorities as it is a plague of the police themselves. But much like those who are asymptomatic of the COVID illness, the large majority of the police population have the sickness of deep-rooted racism and prejudice that is affecting their others, they are, they are asymptomatic as well. And because they are asymptomatic, they are apathetic to the issue that is plaguing our communities. They just give them administrative leave, wait until the case dies down, or they move the case out of state, hand a non-guilty verdict, and continue the same song and dance. This will not end until there is a cultural shift from apathy to empathy, or unless there are real and impactful consequences behind such acts of barbarism. It is actually lower than barbaric because anyone who engages in police brutality is no more than a child acting afraid of the dark. You are afraid of someone because they look different than you. And that is utterly childish to engage in such childish behaviors. To those who do, you need to put away such childish behavior and become a man or a woman. Recognize but don't fear differences because God knew the differences and uniqueness between each and every one of us and he still chose to love you and not fear you. Until then, there will be no justice and no peace. So I dedicate this episode to Maude Arbery George Floyd, and anyone living or dead who has suffered from police brutality.